genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate Spider-Man 3 one bad luck minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Alex Thompson. Welcome back, Alex. Why, thank you, Zach. We're happy to have you here once again on uh, Minute 14, which begins with Flint Marco saying, Penny, I missed you, and ends with Peter dorkily riding his scooter down the street. As if there was any other way. <laughs> but he really goes for it. Um, yeah, so it's sure locket time <laughs> on, uh, on Spider-Man yeah, 3. This is... Um, um, so I, I, I want to say this. I want to give them uh, kudos, the, the uh, you know, casting team, or, or perhaps this was Sam's choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, this is an often... Uh, uh, ignored uh age group of a child Mm -hmm. Uh, this sort of awkward just before puberty age where they're like kind of a weird shape and they're not really (laughs) like like really little but they're also not like a a teenager or a tween yet they're just kind of like this weird awkward play this is the part in in like sitcoms when the kid gets around this age they disappear for like a season and right. then they come back as a new actor like th- <laughs> this is that age range and it is refreshing to see that age range actually cast in a movie yeah um you never see this cuz it's you you will cast the like you know like babies proper and then like really cute toddlers and then you'll come back when there's like right. middle school hijinks and stuff Right. Um, this is this is uh, this is uh, Chamber of Secrets era children um, <laughs> that you very rarely, usually for good reason, you very rarely see in films. Uh, so so kudos to them for casting in that age range. Uh, yeah, it's it's, sure. it's definitely not something that you see a lot. I will shout out the casting choice as well. Um, I'm sure they didn't look at this when they were doing it, but. Uh, given that the the Marco household is not doing well financially, that they cast an actor who does not have perfect straight teeth. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's nice. It's, it's a it's a weird it's one of those weird things about actors that you know because most actors generally take good care of themselves physically <laughs> that even like really poor people or really you know not well off people or people who don't care about their physical appearance have beautiful straight white teeth right yeah but yeah it sort of breaks the uh, immersion but i mean but it's more extreme. this family can't afford braces right yeah yeah right. that's like there's no orthodontic procedures happening right now mm-hmm. or I guess the flip of that, not the flip, but a more extreme version is when you see like a uh, a period drama in like medieval Europe and everybody's got like brilliant white smiles because mm-hmm. they're all. Well, brilliant gonna... white smiles and shaved legs and exactly. shaved arms. Yeah. And... Um, this, uh, this young actress here, this is uh, Perla Hane Jardine, which I hope I'm not butchering completely. Um, she's born in Brazil. Her father's from Venezuela. Her mother's from the U.S. 
and um she had she's had a run there where she was like if you needed a you know a, a a child actor for your thing to just immediately create a bunch of empathy uh you know get get parallel because she did um kill bill uh kill bill volume two she's um the the daughter um beatrix kiddo's daughter in kill really? bill volume two yeah she was in um and dark water with jennifer Connolly, the the young young girl in that one and uh much later in life uh she was the teenage daughter in steve jobs of of steve jobs in the oh steve jobs wow yeah she yeah. created the ipod she's yeah there she is the... <laughs> oh and she's not Lisa. too far away from me she's living in Asheville, apparently Asheville, yeah. fantastic yeah. yeah um uh and so because of that it's not a long career but it's all these like you know uh checkpoints in her going from young child to tween and then teenager um daughter of main character roles that there weren't like a bunch of like fun tidbits in there the one fun tidbit i did find was in the related section where (laughs) fun fact her brother is also an actor who has not been in many things but he he did play young abraham lincoln in Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. So <laughs> that's fun, I guess. Um, that's a thing. That's, that family <laughs> must have fun <laughs> with all their stuff. Um, not that she has a whole lot to do here, but, you know, she's uh, she's just got an open, vulnerable face. She feels like a real person, and that's hard to do, um, doubly hard with child actors sometimes because... Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of child actors are coached to become not like children, bizarrely. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a little too mannered, a little too everything. But Or sometimes they're older and they're asked to play much, much younger, which right. is just as weird and awkward. Ugh. Yeah. So it is almost revolutionary to just put a camera in front of people being real. and a, a She's daughter. the only one being real in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think it, it is to their benefit that they don't we don't see enough of her to establish how old she's meant to be. Right. Yeah. So you don't yeah. have that problem of her being, you know, a ten year old playing six or a fourteen year old playing ten or something yeah. like that, you know. Right. Um, can I talk about the thing that really bothers me about this minute that, that I can't I can't unsee it and it, it it's it just it's so weird. It's just such a weird choice considering what the scene is. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, of course you can, please. Yeah. So it's, it's the fact that, um, uh, uh, Emma Marco back there, um, she is leaning on the back of the chair. And, uh, the problem is that she's leaning on the back of the chair with one hand, which is one arm. And it's kind of sticking up her arm in exactly the same fashion that her daughter is with her crutch. And <sighs> oh, it's, no. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's almost like she's making fun of her or if it's like a weird like choice by like the, the someone on set being like, oh, yeah, you're her mother. So let's visually exemplify that by having you both stand this, uh, similarly. Like, it's it's so weird. And like there's a shot when he's in the window and you look back at them and they look like they're just imitating each other. And it's really strange. Uh, and I don't know why they chose to do this and how no one thought that this wouldn't be a good idea. Oh, but wow. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. That it's is... real weird. 
it's real weird and i don't like it at all the shoulder slump yeah 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 looking yeah. back for that one pitiable frame of what what he is leaving behind and then we have this just you gilded the lily a little bit there that's mm-hmm. a little bit too tiny tim uh, it, it could absolutely just be a thing that just happened by accident but it is very distracting yeah yeah well i think that's one of those uh what was in the news recently were things like starbucks cups appearing on uh on Game of Thrones. Set of Game of Thrones and yeah. things like that. You know, when you're so focused on the big things like that, sometimes something little like these two, mom looks like she's imitating her daughter standing with a crutch, can just kind of slip through the cracks. And at best, <laughs> yeah. at best, you catch it in editing. At worst, you don't catch it until you're a couple of clowns several years later breaking it down <laughs> on M by M podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Getting, getting ribbed for what surely does not register in the moment. And no right it yeah. just will register in the moment forever on rewatch for all of, of us so um, oh man i'm never for, gonna not see this thank you for cursing us scott that's always yeah my favorite. <laughs> when we get, yeah like the water transition in spider-man 2 there's certain things after you do one of these breakdowns that you can never unsee and <laughs> quite the same way <laughs> like yep I'm the, I'm the same way with galaxy quest now i i can never not see sigourney weaver's wedding ring yeah <laughs> oh oh, oh look at that hmm yeah, I, I wouldn't even say, it's almost it's more like an engagement ring. It's a big rock and cannot unsee it now. Yeah. Wow. It's funny. I haven't gone back and rewatched Spider-Man 1 and 2 since um usually the end of our seasons we'll do a we'll rewatch the whole movie and do like a commentary track on it like as a hey, we did it ritual. Um hmm. but I haven't rewatched either film since then. Um but I have occasionally had to look up clips from them and it is bizarre now having my memories of the movie, my memories watching the movie, but now I have memories of like conversations with my friends that we put on the internet associated with <laughs> those, those yeah. moments. Like, <laughs> Galaxy Quest yeah. isn't just a movie now to you. Now it's a collection of your own memories. What? No, I know. The, the torture scene where Saris is torturing Mathazar. It's like, oh yeah, that's when I got to talk to Paul Shear about stuff. <laughs> and... and <laughs> Yeah, and like then the beginning of the movie, it's like, oh, that's when I had Zach on, and like, oh, my computer exploded, and I wound up recording the rest of it sitting in a closet on right. on yeah. like a handle, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> podcasts, man, they affect yeah. your life in weird ways, much like yeah. I guess a prison sentence affects your child in weird ways. I don't know yeah. how to loop this back in. That's a nice um, uh, nice segue. Good enough. I uh, it it w- I think it would have been an another one that I think could have been touched with either another rewrite on the scene or uh, maybe some better direction or something uh, to see the mother more conflicted about casting him out like this because it seems yeah. like his daughter still loves him. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. mom's making herself the bad guy here and yeah. doesn't seem that conflicted about it. Well, I literally, you can take this, the line that he says on his way out the window. Um, you can say, take the line that he says, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I've just had bad luck. You take that line and you just have her say it instead. You're not a bad person. You've just had bad luck. And it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Like as a, as a final, you know, not a knife, but an olive branch as she's getting rid of him. No, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I, I know you're not a bad person. You've just had bad luck, but it's like, but unfortunately your bad luck is rubbing off on us and you got to go. Yeah. yeah. You got to get you know? out of here. You know? Yeah. 
And there's you you could motivate it a bit with they even have like the timing of the uh, uh, the the lights from the cop cars closing in and whatnot that it's that we're not just hitting the same note of get out I don't want you here you suck you're a bad influence get out get out get out that we could have maybe a moment earlier on where we're trying to see if this situation could work and then we're reminded that they're right there and she's just got to get them out um, but mm-hmm. that would that would yeah. require there to be more stuff here mm-hmm. but more yeah that there. that's why i would have what i think I, I mentioned uh yesterday that i think i would have liked to have seen this scene with her given the direction that as much trouble as he's put your family through you still love him yeah yes yeah, yeah. i agree with that yeah. i agree with that i know why they didn't do it but i agree mm-hmm. that they should have yeah that's a nice phrase put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's Spider-Man three, right? Sometimes when you're nah. running across things, I know why, I know why they didn't do that, but they really should have. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, it, we'll just put that on a T-shirt in the Spider-Man font. <laughs> <laughs> we we uh, love championing this film, but when it doesn't work, it really doesn't work, and there's no yeah. um, uh, there's there's no way to tiptoe around it. Uh, yeah. but you know. It, it, the shots look nice. Old old Bill Pope still doing doing good work. I like. I also think, and this is probably something that was in the the larger draft, the 157 page draft mm-hmm. um, that they should have made. Uh, you know, I I think a large problem with this is that she is his daughter is just like generically sick. We don't know what's wrong with her or yeah. he, he says i promise i'm gonna make you healthy and i was like how like you're a dumb guy like <laughs> like and she, he's like no matter what it costs and i it was like you know okay so you're gonna get money for what exactly yeah like what's what's the thing that you're getting also why get money why don't you just steal the medicine mm. wouldn't that like like mm. take out the middleman like i don't know <laughs> yeah that's what I mean. I you know what what is it with the villains in these movies in the Sam Raimi movies specifically is they don't know how to take out the middleman. Only only Norman knew how to take out the middleman, and he literally <laughs> did. He just took out just... all of the middlemen <laughs> with a pumpkin bomb. Um, but like Doc Ock did the same thing, where he was like he was like I'm gonna rob a bank and then I'm gonna order all my parts online. Right, like I have to like, fund my project. It's like just, well, just steal, steal the components. components. Yeah, steal the components. <laughs> Yeah. Well, maybe it's uh, this is some sort of like she needs some long term gene therapy and or chemo yes. type thing where it's like it would have to be several treatments over time that he couldn't do on his own. He couldn't just like, yes, get it. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely believe that that's what this is. But they because they never say it, I don't know that. So as far as I know, they're just he just needs to get medicine. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah, they, they never don't. really say. Yeah, it's just a sick daughter. Well, but my daughter was sick. Okay, yeah, but yeah, but like how though? Like yeah, yeah, like Mister Freeze. Like we know what his deal is with his wife. Like we mm-hmm. we know what he's going after. Mm-hmm. We know like why he's sad and 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 why like his wife is frozen and you know we just we know what he's trying to do. Here we have a vague idea of what Sandman is trying to do, but like I would like specifics. I think. Sure. Yeah. Like like what if he was trying to break into it rather than just running from the police? What if he was trying to break into like a science lab to get 
stuff that she needed. And then that's when he stumbles into the Sandman experiment, you know? Mm. Like, oh, yeah. Instead of it just being r- crazy random happenstance. And that's the problem. There's a lot of crazy random happenstance in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Just that, stuff. That could have easily been explained. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't have time for it. And maybe it was explained in that longer draft. And we, they just cut all of that out. I don't right. know. Um, so if somebody works at Sony who listens to this, please send me that script because I want to (laughs) definitely want that long, long draft script. I don't know. Yeah. I'll talk to Sam. I know there's like a, there's some sort of like writer's guild place where you can read a bunch of scripts that, I mean, you can't like remove them, but you could just go sit there and read. I know that's in town somewhere. Maybe they might. Yeah. I don't know. They Um, might. I don't know if they have unproduced ones though. Yeah. Or like, or like multiple drafts, multiple drafts of, of a pre, of a produced thing project. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't know. Have to, we'll have to ask him about that. The document exists, though. It does. It exists somewhere. It's what uh, got everybody on board with this project, and yeah, I I want us to know why. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why and how. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, Before right, we well, leave this apartment, I do want to say I I do like this set. I think oh, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's it, it's a it's a, a a bad apartment, but mom does her best to make it look decent, ish. Mm. The only thing I don't like is that <laughs> Sandman's shirt blends into the walls a little bit in terms of color. Yeah, I mean uh, you can't change the iconic Sandman shirt, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could, I just, I'm mostly surprised that they didn't, honestly. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I mentioned, I think, last week or maybe the week before was just I'm surprised that they didn't make him wear a jacket over it, like a leather jacket or something, mm-hmm. um, as if to be like, yeah, but he's wearing the shirt, but also he's got to look rad because he's in a movie now, mm. you know? Because <laughs> yeah. um, like, they, did, they did, I mean, you know, Dr. Octopus doesn't wear any costume. He just has his arms. Sure. Um, and Green Goblin, I mean, we saw what they did to him. So yeah. I'm just surprised that he came in here like unscathed. Like he is just <laughs> exactly what he is in the comics. It's uh, kind of surprising, honestly. I, I also think there, there's actually something, and it was in my notes from earlier in the week, that is it weird that his clothes are still there in this apartment? It's it's weird based on the character that she's playing, but like yeah. the character that we think that she should be playing. Yeah, uh, the one the you character said. you described. Yeah, based, yeah. If if she still loves him, then it makes sense. But if right. she's the way that it's being played and directed here, she has washed her hands of him and wants him out. And mm-hmm. why is his stuff not only still in the house at all, but in a drawer? And where was that dresser located? Was that in her room? Is that what woke her up? Was him turning on a lamp and <laughs> aggressively opening a drawer? <laughs> or is there is there a chest of drawers in the closet in the hallway? And that's Yeah, maybe maybe that's what she just mm. moved the whole dresser into a closet and just shut the door. Yeah. <laughs> that's where that's where Flint Marco's stuff lives now. Yeah, cuz she can't, can't afford at, a storage I, unit. Yeah, I can't get rid of it, but I can't look at it right now. Yeah. 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 Double closet space. Um, anyway, but yeah, no, this is a this is a great set, and I, my favorite part about it is like it. I know that this is like a complaint for a lot of people, but um, it, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I champion this, but like, it looks like a movie set, and I love that. Love yes, that. yeah. Like it, it, it just it feels like big Hollywood movies to me. It's like this is a set that they designed, and you can tell that it's a set. But you're watching a movie, so it's okay. Like It's, it's just, in fitting it, with oh, the rest of the set design throughout the Sam Raimi Spider-Verse. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. His sets feel like sets, and that's okay. It's a yeah. it's a it, slightly it, heightened. It feels weirder when yeah. they're not on a set. When they're in yeah. a location, you're like, this feels weird. Yeah, slightly jarring. Yeah. Like, uh, like when we had the like uh, the plates that were shot on actual Broadway um, in New York for the the uh, theater scenes, and it was like, oh well, now our our audio is all messed up because we can't shut down New York City, so we have to do awkward ADR lines. It doesn't quite fit. This fits. This feels cozy. Um, yeah, you know, I I, yeah. I like watching a movie that feels like a movie. Uh, and then uh, and then there goes not Toby Maguire on a moped. <laughs> <laughs> this shot is just long enough to make us very aware <laughs> that that is not remotely Toby Maguire. <laughs> Where is he parking this thing? It, just right out front. You can't park um, the moped my, right my, out in front guess, of a building. My, my guess is he's actually bringing it into the lobby, would be my guess. Mm. Okay. Uh, maybe we'll see tomorrow, because I think we cut off right before the actual shot ends. Like, I think he is going to do something with it, with the yeah. bike. I, I, look, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the minute starts tomorrow with him just get it, like starting to get off the bike, but like that's it. Like, it's not, okay. All right. we don't, that could mean anything. He could still wheel it into the lobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, yeah, but he could carry it up the stairs with him and leave it yeah. outside May's yeah. door or whatever. Yeah, um, but uh, anyway, anyway, uh, uh, Spider Man. Uh, yeah, there he is, eighty three thirty three. Is that the address? Yeah, that's like what it, it looks yeah. like. Eighty three thirty three something. Yeah, I will uh, point out that this makes it even more suspicious that. Uh, Flint was running down the emptiest street in New York because now it means you can't even have the excuse that Flint was running down a street at three in the morning because it's apparently still early enough that he can go over to Aunt May's. <laughs> well, we'll we'll see about that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Peter is um, just that intrusive that at the yeah. witching hour when convicts escape from We're the gonna, cops. Let's let's not let's not burn through all of our material for tomorrow. <laughs> all right. All right. Sounds all good. right. Um, so I think that, uh, I think that wraps up minute 14, uh, guys go to duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, use our link and we'll get a little cut of, uh, the profit that Amazon gets from your purchase. And, uh, that really helps us out. It helps us buy things like microphones and, uh, mixing boards and all kinds of stuff. So, um, it's really been helping a lot. Like there, you know, know how many times I've went to Amazon to have to buy something, uh, and for the, for the show, for the podcast. And then I find that I, that I have credit from uh, you guys spending stuff at Amazon through our link. So it's really, really helpful, um, for, uh, getting stuff like that. That's how I bought the, uh, the Spider-Man, uh, behind the scenes book that I'm using for this season. So, um, really, Amazing. really helpful everybody. So keep doing what you're doing. That's duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. And, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to wrap up the week with minute 15. Bye everybody. Bye. I'm not a bad person. I just have <laughs> bad luck. <laughs>